Hello, my name is Ray Montgomery. I'd like to welcome you to the Navigating Blindness podcast. And on today's show, we have our employment service team with us today. And we're going to be talking about internships and volunteering. So how are you guys doing today? Hey, Ray. Good morning. Doing well. Doing, thank you. Doing great. Thanks, Ray. All right. Doing good. So before we get started with our great topic about internships and volunteering, uh, we're going to go around and just do a brief introduction. We'll start with uh, Christy. Yeah. Hi, I'm Christy Russell, and I am the manager of our adult and youth employment services program here at Bosma Enterprises. And I get the pleasure of leading this amazing team. Our purpose is really just helping individuals as it relates to work as someone who is blind or low vision, whether that's working with our youth and helping them prepare to go to work and learn work skills, all the way up to an individual who may have lost their sight later in life, and they're trying to get back to their work life. Now they're just going to use maybe accommodations or different software. So really the whole spectrum and in terms of employment as it relates specifically to people who are visually impaired or blind. Thank you. Next, we'll go with uh, Mr. Matt Edwards. Hello, I'm Matt Edwards, and I'm an employment specialist here with uh, Bosma Enterprises. I assist our adults in finding uh, community employment. Um, We do some some other things, benefits consulting, um, coaching other job coaches throughout the state through the Level Up program. And... um, Whatever we're tasked to do is is uh, as, as it relates to helping people who are blind or visually impaired uh, find jobs. Sounds good, Matt. Sounds good. And next we have Natalie. Natalie, how you doing? I'm doing great, Ray. Thanks for having us again. Uh, I, like Matt, am an employment specialist here at Bosma. I've been here in this role for the last a little over six years. Um, so working, uh, with level up coaching, so helping other employment specialists in the field, um, really understand what it means to be an employment specialist doing those benefit counselings, working with our clients, uh, getting back into employment and, uh, really working with our community partners and, um, and finding ways that we can help them employ people who are blind or visually impaired. Sounds good. Sounds good. So today's myth is. I can't hire an individual who is blind because I don't have an opening right now. I know you probably heard that before. Let me know if that's true or not. So true. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you tell an employer once that, that comes up? Well, you know, I like to talk to employers about all the different ways that they can uh, help, not necessarily just with hiring somebody, right? Um, We have lots of different opportunities. One of my favorite things uh, to talk about are volunteer opportunities or internship opportunities. This is a really great way for candidates to come in, get some work experience, uh, especially for our clients who maybe don't have a lot of work experience under their belt. And this is a great way for them to come in and let the employers kind of get a feel for what it means to hire somebody uh, with vision loss, but also get to see the great skill set that our clients have. Um, and this is a really, really easy way for them to kind of get their their feet wet with it. So Christy, why is interning important and how does that play a role in that possible employee, you know, finding gainful employment? I think it's actually two things, really. Um, when Natalie was talking, I, I got to thinking, 
it's, it's as much of a win for the employer to kind of see how someone who's visually impaired may use different technology or devices, but it's also a win for our individuals because for someone who is new to their vision loss, and this is their first time maybe going back to work with technology or whatnot, they're equally as nervous about returning as that employer is about hiring them. <laughs> so it, it really is a twofold. So when you have an internship experience, you're getting one in a, a more comforting, assuring, confidence building opportunity for the client because they're going to go in and be like, yeah, okay, I remember how to do this. And now I, I feel much better. I feel more confident that I could work here and go back to work full-time or part-time, whatever that means. But then the employer, their stigma, right? Their stereotype is immediately addressed because they're watching somebody utilize technology that most likely they've never seen anybody use, that they didn't know existed. Um, they're in their mind thinking, oh, I'm going to have to have you know, Braille everything. I need to buy a Braille printer. You know, they're thinking all these things that they assume someone who's blind is going to need. And then they watch the person just use their phone or a couple apps. And they're like, wow, so I, I don't have to do all that. So interning or a work experience, I mean, I think those terms are interchangeable to mm -hmm. some degree, but it is equally beneficial, right, to both the employer and the client or individual to really just establish, hey, I think I'm ready to really do this permanently before I just apply on a whim, accept it, and then it's not a good fit, and then they quit. And now the employer has another stigma because it didn't work out. And then the individual, their confidence is down and says, hey, you know, man, like I can't do this. So right. interning is a safe way, right, to test out that partnership and that that experience. So how does, um, just you know, being an intern provide exposure, you know, to the real world? You know, some, like you said, some people may not have worked in a long time. So how does it help them, you know, just re get reacclimated to the real world? Uh, well, I mean, if, if you go and intern at a company, you're uh, getting that real world, real life experience uh, at, at the job. Uh, it also gives people, uh, maybe those who haven't worked before or people that are new to their sight loss, uh, a chance to really use their, their newfound or finding their soft skills as well. I mean, uh, you're going to have to get yourself in a routine again, as simple as waking up to an alarm every day, getting yourself ready. And for somebody who's uh, new to their sight loss or just getting used to it, uh, it's a whole different test and a whole different uh, situation for them. So uh, really, I mean, it's just the whole act is exposure to the real world again, you know, for, you know, people again that haven't worked or new to their sight loss, getting used to that routine again, interacting with people, learning new skills on the job, going to a, a real life place of work. All those, all those things are, are a new test and, uh, and good exposure to the real world. Natalie, and, you got yeah, I was just going to add, you know, when we think about internships, I mean, think about for somebody who is not visually impaired, right? And, and the emphasis that, we put on internships for new college grads, right? Or new high school grads that they're going in and they're doing this internship. It's the, it's the same purpose, right? It's the same idea of getting, getting that experience in the workforce that is really critical for a resume. 
uh, when you think about building, starting your career. And so somebody who is experiencing vision loss, are they transitioning into a new work, right? A new career field for themselves? Have they ever worked before? Uh, where are they on that spectrum? And so that internship, again, is just getting that that valuable experience that we would give any new college grad, right? Or, or soon to be a college grad. It's, it's that same concept of making sure that somebody is ready to enter into the workforce and testing out their, their skill set. So how does an internship really help you, you know, learn about yourself? You can find a job, you can say you want this job, but once you get into this role or position, you may not, you know, feel it's a good fit. So how does an internship play a role in you finding out about yourself? Uh, well, again, it gives you a chance, like Natalie said, to to test your skills, you know, uh, find out if this job or this type of work is appropriate for you. You know, a lot of internships occur in different uh, settings or whatever. I guess what I think of mostly is like office work or something related to that, which, you know, if somebody's learning how to use a new piece of technology, again, a, a good, it's, I don't know, kind of like a really good reality check uh, for a person. And, and overall, a good test, you know, to, to figure out where they're at and what's appropriate for them. You know, I think the other thing that jumps into my mind is that there are so many different titles for a specific job. So mm-hmm. in my, if I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to go into this internship uh, as a human resource assistant, but really it's more geared towards accounts payable something along those lines, right? Um, It's going to expose me to what I like about that job function and what I don't like about that job function. What are these job titles that I really am invested in that I, that I connect with? Uh, The other thing that I think it really helps you do is that you're being exposed to a work site and various different departments, right? So, um, if I'm walking into a hospital setting and I am uh, doing an internship in, I don't know, patient access, right? Uh, but I'm working in a doctor's office and I'm floating around to the emergency room and into medical imaging or um, to centralized scheduling, I'm getting exposed to different departments mm-hmm. and different staff. I'm building my network. I'm really understanding what this industry is and where I fit in. And so I think that's the other part of internships and learning about yourself. What is it that I really connect with in the workforce? And am I in the right spot or do I need to be looking at different areas that connect with my strengths? And that's nothing wrong with that either. That's the whole purpose of the internship is really to find out what works for you and where you want to be in your career at the end of the day. So how does the uh, internship give you that competitive edge over your competition? Well, I think all those things, right? If you have done an internship and you really know what you're good at, Mm -hmm. right, you have that experience. And I, you know, thinking about anybody's career, the more experience you have or exposure you have and what you know about yourself to be your skill set you're going to start applying for those jobs that are going to play to your strengths. I work with people. I'm good with people. I'm not good in numbers. I learned that early on, right? So I'm not going to pursue a job in accounting. That's not my strength. Uh, But I think for somebody who, again, we're talking about is transitioning into a new career or starting their career, 
the internship really gives them that exposure to know where do I need to pursue, right? What are my strengths? And again, the beautiful thing about that internship is that you're, you're beginning to really have a great foundation for your network, right? We're talking about now you've got people who you can use as a reference, right? You're, you're really building that foundation for you to go in and continue to have solid employment. People will get to know you as well. So go ahead, Matt. I didn't want to cut you off. Oh, no, I was just going to make that point as well. It gives you a competitive edge in that uh, you get in there, you get to prove yourself. uh, You're working right there alongside the managers or coworkers. Uh, You you give them exposure to yourself. And, um, you know, what what an easy transition if they were to, you know, offer you a job, you know, in, in that way. Uh, they already know you. They already know your skills. They know you can do the job. You're, you get that chance to prove yourself. Uh, I have a guy that I'm working with that did uh, somewhat of an internship in college for three years and was was offered the position uh, or a position with the company right after he graduated from college. And, you know, those are positions that require two or three years of work experience that he was able to get in there and get to know people and uh, maybe even save the company on going through a hiring process with somebody else. I don't know. Chris, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I, I would add too that. I mean, obviously we we've touched on, it's good to have something on your resume um, because for some of our individuals, if there's going to be a gap based on maybe how they lost their vision. Um, Cause most of the time what we hear, they, immediately will quit their job because they feel like I can't do this anymore. You know, I, I don't know how to use a computer now that I'm visually impaired. You know, they, they themselves don't know that there's right. assistive technology. So a lot of them, you know, they quit their job right away and then they've got to go through some sort of medical rehabilitation depending upon what happened. You know, if they were in an accident, maybe they're having to go through physical therapy or an occupational therapy, and then they're going to go through vision rehab therapy. You know, there's, there's going to be a natural gap because of what happened, you know, their life event. So all of a sudden for an employer, now they see this long history of employment and then they see a year or more of no employment. And, you know, we coach our individuals to be able to explain that to say, Hey, you know, I had a life event the last year and a half. I've been going through some therapies to get back on track. Here's now my current situation, you know, getting our individuals comfortable disclosing that information because that anybody would say, oh, well, yeah, well, that makes sense. You know, of course you were, you have a gap. You can't work during that time when you've got a medical situation. So by getting back into an internship, it's to say, hey, yeah, I've been doing something. You know, I still have this gap that I can't erase. I mean, it is what it is, but now it's to say, but here's what I'm doing to try to get back. The other thing I was going to add is, you know, a hot topic, which could be a topic for another podcast, Ray, but this whole concept of remote work and working from home. So an internship is a a very real way to learn what your problem solving skills are, (laughs) because you have got to understand how to problem solve independently. Um, You've got to sometimes be your own IT person, you know, for those that have a goal of working from home or being remote. There is no IT team that's going to follow you. Your supervisor isn't going to be down the hall in the next bedroom, you know, or in the living room. So an internship for those that have this goal, you know, coming out of COVID, it's just, it just, it's a big topic of working from home. But 
you yeah. might need to intern to really understand, am I fully ready and skill-wise able to be remote? You know, it's one thing to sit at home and type on your computer emails. It's another thing to be in a work setting where you have now a deadline and you've got response time and you've got to be on point with your work tasks. And so an internship is is a realistic way for you to kind of, you know, the term is what come to Jesus with yourself that are my skills really where I think they are before I go and sit in front of an employer and try to persuade them that they are a certain level. You definitely got to have some IT skills and some JAWS uh, troubleshooting skills, um, you know, when you work at remote. <laughs> you are definitely right, Christy, because you never know that JAWS might start talking and you don't know what to do. <laughs> right. And, and well, and that's really a skill set for anyone. You know, if anyone's yeah. listening, that's not blind or low vision. I mean, going into a remote work environment or working from home, you know, visually impaired or not you've got to have a certain level of independence and self-discipline and skill set to be successful from home because you can't just go down the hall and get some help when you need it or, or, you know, we, we go through it sometimes, you know, sometimes our technology is having a day, you know, or something's downloading. You're like, why is it doing it? You've got to be able to troubleshoot. And I think as with anything, people have a concept in their mind of what it is. And until you are in a situation to really learn, you're misguided as well. So right now we're into the uh, it's summertime. But so summertime around here equals step. So talk to me about our student training and employment program and how these opportunities help our young adults, you know, build that confidence, build those skills they need, you know, to move forward once they're able to uh, find gainful employment. Yes, we are. We are in week two. So we are really in the throes of step (laughs) as we speak. So the student training and employment program is a partnership program between us at Bosma and the Indiana School for the Blind and Visually Impaired. It's a program that's roughly been around on some level for close to 30 years at this point. Isn't that crazy? It's been so long. And historically in the past, it had been a four week internship program where the students are paid. So it is designed for youth who are 16 to 22 who are blind or have low vision. It is open to any student who is blind or have low vision in our state. So it's not specific to just here in central Indiana. And that's thanks to the partnership at the school because they have dormitories. Mm -hmm. So the students come for a period of time. Currently, we're operating on a three-week program this summer. It's been different the last few summers, obviously with COVID. We've had to rearrange the schedule just a bit, but this summer we're three weeks. Students come in, um, they stay at the Indiana School for the Blind in the evenings, Monday through Thursday night. They go home, you know, Friday night and then come back on Sunday night. And during the day, they are paid interns here at local companies. And these are jobs that we are very specific about wanting them to be jobs anybody would be hired to do. We don't want busy work just because they're an intern. You know, we want these students to get a real life work experience and we want them to be paid for it because for the most part, right? Like we all want to be paid for the work we do. (laughs) So volunteer is nice, but if we're going to teach work skills to our youth, we need to make it realistic. So students work during the day. Um, Bosma covers the cost of the student salaries as well as we hire anywhere from, you know, I'd say eight to 10. It just kind of depends on the year, but additional job coaches, because of course my team, while they're amazing, the two, Matt and Natalie cannot handle 18 students and all of our current active clients in our program. 
So we do bring on trained um, job coaches to work the program. And most of them happen to be teachers for the visually impaired. So they're experienced with students and vision loss. We just teach them on job. So it's, it's really a great experience for our students because one, what we see, you know, employers are always hesitant to hire teenagers. You know, we get it. You want someone that's committed and needs to be there. On them. And sometimes with teens, because of sports and other after-school activities, they, they have very interesting schedules. So we know it's already difficult for teenagers to get a good work, you know, experience, let alone a job. But to be a blind or low vision teen, it's even more difficult. Some of our students that come from, you know, more rural parts of the state, they really don't have opportunities for employment. So this program provides that for these students and our youth in Indiana to say, hey, like, no, you, we all work. We contribute to our community regardless of what our abilities are. And it, it's just such a wonderful partnership that provides an even more amazing experience for our youth who are blind. And just this morning, I, I was checking in with an employer and she uh-huh. said, oh, it's great. I love them so much. And she said, you know, one of our students named, she said, oh, he even asked me if, if he could work here during the school year. And, and I told him, you know, if I have an opening, I'm definitely going to let him know. And that's not uncommon. Every summer at the end, majority, you know, of our employers want to offer these students jobs. So we know this, this model works, but how do we get this to work with our adult population? That's really the challenge we have right now. So where, where are uh, some of the students working at now? Can you tell us some of the uh, spots that they may be uh, Sure, located? Absolutely. Uh, Lou Melnati's in Broad Ripple. Uh, they are a second year partner. We've got Coaster Stone, a big partnership with David Glenn over there. Uh, and he's also, what now, third year, I think, at this point, mm-hmm. uh, partner. And then, of course, we've got uh, the Jordan YMCA. We have Staybridge Inn and Suites Hotel, uh, St. Vincent de Paul Food Pantry, uh, Second Helpings, and Bonsai Balloons. I think, I hope I covered them all. Please forgive me if I missed one. <laughs> wow. So, so um, once these students come, they get introduced to these employers. Do you feel like once um, the students are introduced to employers, the employer more enlightened about what a person who is blind can achieve? I think so. We're fortunate here where we, all of our step provi- uh, business partners, they all want to do it again every year. So, sure. so that right there says they see the benefit, you know, they learn quickly. And, and even if they're a new site, cause we try to bring on a new site here and there every year because we want to continue to spread our outreach. We don't want to always have the same jobs, right? We want to make sure we've got a variety of things. Um, So the fact that they want to do this every summer and always say, hey, am I going to get interns this summer? Or, you know, they're open. Their mindset has expanded from this. I just, you know, this morning I was talking with with this employer and, you know, she revealed to me, she said, you know, I wasn't really sure how this would work in a restaurant, you know, but I don't have any concerns now. I just see how they do it and it's no big deal. And and I think that's something we hear a lot in our program when we're working with any employer, whether it's through our youth program or the adult program, is once someone just kind of puts that guard down and just trusts us to let us show how someone who's visually impaired does something, almost always that response is, oh, well, I had no idea. Okay. Well, that makes sense. You know, I think people just don't, I, I feel like we say this every podcast, but it is so true that people just don't know what they don't know and what they've not yet had an experience with. 
That is so true. That is so true. So we talked about internships. We talked about our uh, Great Step program. Let's talk about volunteering, something that I'm very dear to me. Yes, <laughs> so yes. Volunteering. Um, would you recommend an individual if they cannot find a job or if they cannot find a great internship, uh, talk about volunteering and how that can help lead to gainful employment as well? Christy, I see you smiling. I was smiling. I'm like, this is definitely Natalie's forte. We're going to let <laughs> Natalie take this question, Ray. All right, she is very passionate about volunteering. <laughs> I am. Here, here goes my soapbox. Okay. Volunteer, right? And I tell clients all the time, you should be spending the majority of your time putting yourself in work situations, right? If you're looking for employment and I get it. You're not going to spend 40 hours looking for a job and putting in applications, right? That's, I, I work full-time in this field and I don't even spend all 40 of my hours just sitting at the computer putting applications. Volunteering is a great way for you, A, to fill in those gaps on your resume, your work history. Uh, it's a great way to build your network. Um, and I'm going to hear this. Well, I don't want to work for free. Of course, you don't want to work for free. Nobody wants to work for free, but volunteering is such a great way for you to spend your time putting yourself in those positions where you're going to be noticed. Companies tend to hire their volunteers before they post things externally. So you are volunteering with an organization you really want to uh, get into. That's a great, great way to have your foot in the door and have access to job postings before the rest of the world, right? Yeah. Um, and not only that, let's be honest, once you start volunteering, it feels good, right? You become more confident, you get more confident in your skill set, you are out there giving back to your community and enjoying it. Uh, and the more that you are putting yourself in that position, you're going to get back what you're putting out there. So if you're if you're volunteering, and you're putting your best foot forward, and you're crushing it, employers are going to notice that. So and again, you're now building those references, right? As somebody who maybe has had, again, those big gaps in your work history, or if you have never worked before, this is an easy win for you um, to spend some time engaged in your community. You're right, Natalie. Sound like you were reading my latest blog post about volunteering. <laughs> but those, that is all true facts about volunteering. And it's definitely a great way to give back and uh, learn a different skill set and uh, network. So definitely mm -hmm. great, all great points right there, Natalie. So before I get the team out of here today, so how does an employee, you know, if they want to get involved with STEP, I know what's going on now, but if they want to get involved with STEP next year, how does an employer or an individual go about, you know, signing up for the STEP program uh, going forward? Sure. So for STEP, it's a little bit different. I think for, to address your first question of how to contact us is obviously reach out to me. Um, I, I leave my information at the end of every podcast. Yes. Um, that is Christy. Christy R at Bosma.org. And that's Christy K-R-I-S-T-Y-R at Bosma.org. Our website, www.bosma.org backslash center. And then if you scroll to employment, um, you'll see everything from adult services, youth services, it's all there. But also my direct line, 317-704-8250. So anyone that happens to hear this and is curious how to potentially be a site, please reach out. We want to talk to you. We want to learn more about your company and the jobs you have. We, we do start planning pretty early because it takes quite a bit. 
to, to plan for the next year. So if you're a company, reach out. I'd love to talk with you. Uh, second part is if you are a, you know, a teacher for the visually impaired or a teacher of record and you're hearing about this and you're curious how to get your student connected, same thing, reach out to me. We do have an application process that gets released roughly three to four months prior to the start of the program. And that is available on our website when we release it. We also have a great listserv. If you're not on that, obviously send me an email, call me. We'll make sure we have your information. But we try to send those out to anyone and everyone. Um, I know our marketing team, Ray, they do a great job of sharing what's going on with us on all of our social media channels. Um, but really just, we're always a phone call away. If you're not sure, give us a call. Um, if you can't remember my direct line, if you just call and ask to speak to Christy, I think I may be the only Christy at Bosma. So. <laughs> or you say employment or you say the, the youth, um, they're going to get you over to me and we'll make sure we can answer any questions you have. Sounds good. Sounds good. Once again, great, great, great information. Uh, and if you want to volunteer, definitely give me a call. <laughs> We can go from there, so you can definitely visit us on the web at Bosma.org, see all the information about how you can get involved with volunteering here at Bosma. So once again, I want to thank the team for all that great information. Make sure that you are subscribed to the Navigating Blinded podcast on Apple, Google, and SoundCloud, and following us on all social media platforms, and we'll talk to you next month. Thanks, Ray. Thanks, Ray. Thank you.